he saw my body getting all fucking jacked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like, hey, look at your beautiful cinnamon body. I was like, I know. I was like, look at my honey glaze, fool. And I, I would make my chichis dance like yeah, this. Yeah. Like, look. Yeah, like my lowrider. You know how you put your lowrider on hydros like this? Yeah, I'll put like my Terry Crews does that. Yeah. Look, I'll put my chichis on hydros like I that. And he will be like, oh, damn. Look at your beautiful body. Let me love your butt. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. Of course, keep these uh, emails coming. You'll see what we're <laughs> laughing about in soon enough. DrDrewAfterDark at gmail.com. <laughs> no, the, we won't. And the voice messages at 818-253-1693. My dear friend, Mike Catherine, hey. former partner. Uh, Mike has been on this show once before. I was like two or three times. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Mike and I did a show called Loveline for many years. Uh, and then we did a daytime talk show on huh? KBC. We've had lots of things we've done together. We've done HLN. We had you on there all the time. Oh, yeah. We used to do that. And uh, we missed you and you moved to Austin. I thought we got to bring you in here to chat a little bit. I love being here. Thank yeah, you. We love having you. And um, you were starting to tell me about, uh, well, first of all, I had to explain to the boys in the booth where you live came from. They did not know. Oh, yeah, from, so, from Boogie Nights. Susan literally sent a hashtag you live, and, yeah. and they were like, what's this you live business? So go ahead. Well, it took on something different. It became yeah. very positive. It became like aloha. It became yeah. like a greeting. And, and the idea of like, hey, go go live life. Be, live em- fully. Embrace, embrace live humanity. Fully. The opposite yeah. of what we've done for the last two years. Embrace your humanity yes. and live. Yes. You know, But it, it came from a horrible place because you know I, I, I think Boogie Nights is... One of the best movies. It's about it's about as close to a perfect film as you can get. Yeah, the comedy is hysterical. The drama is so it's tear jerking. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. So I was watching it for like the five hundredth time, and I I noticed something new every time. And there's a scene where after kind of Dirk has Diggler. fallen upon hard times, he's he's on the downslide of his and career. The, and videos are coming up. Yes. Film is going film, away. Videos coming the, up. The the glory of and the the panache of film adult films yeah. where you go to the theater to see yeah. these films, you know, the deep throats behind the red uh-huh. green door or whatever. Um, they've gone by the wayside. The eighties is here and now VHS is here and, and, and they're just cramming them out. There's no quality control and everything. And Dirk is, is so deep in his addiction that he can't even perform. So he's been replaced by the new young gun and his name's John Doe, Johnny <laughs> Doe. And he's filming and, uh, and he they is, show, they show a trailer of some of his work right. in the and film he's, in he's Boogie Night. A terrible person in real life. He's this the worst character ever on film where he's literally receiving oral from a girl and he has a gun to her head and he's debating what like he's he's evaluating the quality of her blowjob to let her know whether or not she's going to live. Right. And then he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." Oh, you live, bitch. You live. Yeah. And I laughed till I laughed till I could. I mean, I almost couldn't control myself because I said, not only is that such a preposterous concept, but the the commitment of that actor. What are you, you, you didn't just go like, yeah, you're going to live. That blowjob's so great. Yeah. And so we opened we open Loveline one day and Adam goes, I, Adam and Mike goes, you live, yes! And I'm like, what is what that? Is that? What yeah. was that? What the hell? So then we found the clip, and we played. And, and we have. I made obsessive. These, I made the guys watch the clip. Now is that something we can share with our audience or no? It just no. We bi- can't. I think it's can't. a bit. Okay. You suck it and bitch. I mean, it's not. Well, it's good. it just got copyright and stuff. Oh, 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 yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. So, okay. but with the, you can find if you look up 
Boogie Nights, You Live, it comes right up. Yeah. It's the first, it's the yeah. first little clip of video there. With 11 clips of you and I talking about it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably right after that. That's funny. And you have a new project on YouTube, speaking of YouTube. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know when it's going to be available to you, and I don't know how much I can or can't talk about it. But uh, we'll talk a, a little bit about it. A, a very, one of the most prestigious fitness entities has hired me to do their show okay their pro- and, and so mike and i had also amongst the many things we've done together we had a health and fitness podcast for yeah. a minute um soul patrol yes is this going to be called soul patrol also i wish oh because no. a great name yeah, yeah. i it, no I, it, I will most likely have to take on the kind of corporate moniker that it yeah. represents and but, it's not and no and this corporate moniker has full uh cred in the fitness community it's not the like most. it's not like yeah it's the not most. like you're gonna be ashamed of it. You're no, 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 no. The most. I mean, it's like the 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 premium yeah. uh, kind of label. Um, and and I I'm in, incredibly excited about it. But the <laughs> it it is filming in Venice Beach, okay, where you used to live, where I lived for close to two decades. Yeah, and I presented to them doing this podcast over a year ago. No, two close to two years ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic, and. Uh, they were receptive. You mentioned it to me. They were receptive. Yeah. It kind the you know the COVID stuff hit harder, and then so everything kind of fell on deaf ears for a while. Yeah, I moved to Texas. I swear to God, I moved here in November. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I get a call like three, four weeks ago. They're like, "Hey, would you like to do this job in Venice Beach, California?" And I go, "Yeah, you gonna pay for my flights?" And they're like. Okay, I guess, you know. Yeah. And so that's that. Now I'm just going to be flying back and forth. So 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 essentially, while I'm flying out here, we'll we'll pass each other in the airport. Yeah. I'm coming from LA to Austin, you're going from Austin to LA. It's so, a weird world we live in right the, now. The 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 parent company of this yeah. corporate when, when, entity. When can you talk about it, do you think? I don't know. I, I mean, okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe now, but but Probably I can't by the I don't time wa- this comes out, I sure, bet you. Sure. Okay. I don't want to be jumping the gun for okay. for their sake. I I could care less. I just don't know one thing I am not is a corporate guy. And I don't mean that as a pejorative. I mean, I literally have no experience working in a, like a corporate setting, understanding the do's and don'ts. Except you know, in a radio corporation for 20 years. Right. But even and... then I, I always fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I never understood what it meant to be a part of a, a large team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but the, the, the parent company of this conglomerate is, uh, is, is a German company. And I met with the higher ups at this German company yesterday for the first time. So I meet this guy and I go, uh, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, well, very excited. Uh, <laughs> this guy spoke perfect English, but he had a very heavy accent, right? Sounds Austrian. Uh, he said, well, it's very excited to have this, uh, this situation. And I said, uh, thank you, man. I, I, I'm excited as well. And uh, he goes, oh, uh, feel free to exercise your your uh, ideas. Uh, you're, you're the professional, the broadcasting. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I go, by the way, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. He goes, uh, my name's Jacob. And I go, is that your real name? He goes, no, that's uh, what I use in America. And I go, well, what's your real name? And he goes, Schnorgenheiden. And I laugh like they're laughing in the and I And then, but it's happening it's happening in my mind in slow mo, but it's a, a millisecond. I'm like, oh fuck, am I offending right. him by laughing culturally his face? and from a cult to your boss? And oh my god, and uh, and he chuckles. Mm-hmm. So I go, oh, okay, good, we're good. And I go, why do you choose to use that? Is, is, is did you just randomly pick Jacob, mm-hmm. or is he says no? That's the closest translation from okay, it. Okay. And uh, so then we're talking and talking, and uh, he goes, how's uh, Texas? And I go, uh, it's it's awesome. I love it. I but you know it's 
wildly different. And then we started talking about COVID stuff. And I was like, man, it's weird being back in L.A. because uh, it's so vastly different in it's Texas. Re- it's it's like it doesn't exist. You know? And in L.A., there, it, you people will, will scream at you in the street right, right, right. if you don't wear a mask. It's and, the weirdest uh, thing. And uh, he goes, oh, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's very different. It's interesting. Do you feel nervous about uh, any of the COVID because of people very casual, their ideas of it? In Texas. In the, yeah. And I go, no, no, because I'm dying of AIDS. <laughs> and, and then... And then again, this is like three minutes later. And again, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, did I just? And, he, and then there's like a And he goes to this woman he's with. He goes, <laughs> and she goes, no, and he goes, aha, that's very, very funny. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What bizarre world am I in right now? And so, and what are you basically doing in, in the show? What's going to happen? It's, it's, it's. Look, it's very similar to my show right now, Mikey Likes You, available on YouTube and all podcast formats. It's a it's a health and fitness podcast. But, but I mean, they bring you the guests and they want you to yes. interview them. It's, and it's Joe Rogan for health and fitness, kind of. Yes, but when I say health and fitness, uh, it obviously it is going to be inclusive with um, sets and reps and dieting. But this really goes into kind of comprehensive health. There's a lot of mental health talk. There's a lot of relationships and how it plays out there's a lot of like self-esteem stuff like the the two um, pilot episodes i did yesterday you know i I ended up spending i I would say 75 percent of the time talking about being accountable to yourself with my guests and and things like uh self-esteem and building self-worth through the prism of getting in better shape and eating right and things like much more so than I talked about. So, so what do you, you know, lightweight, low, high reps or low weight, you know, high rep, that yeah. kind of, there was not that much technical geek talk, even though I was in one with the guests talking to an extremely geeky kind of fitness celebrity. So, and, and you have unlimited capacity to geek out on fitness stuff. I, I absolutely do. And it's, it's really morphed though, more so into how much I've come to take real, real deep, objective, appreciation of what physical activity and physical culture has meant to me that so far exceeds abs and biceps right it it has it has been the absolute nucleus for me to develop the ability to become someone that is uh developing as a human being as a yeah. whole yeah and and that and I, I know it sounds no, absolutely I, I, preposterous. No, no, I get but that. But I mean, even even that, even the meathead stuff has helped me dramatically develop intellectually. So this sounds counterintuitive, but I've been around gyms most of my life, mm-hmm. and it's sort of extraordinary. Guys that and gals that come in there on a regular basis do a lot in their life. Yes, it's just it's just a sign of the kind of person that can really be structured with their day and do a lot of stuff and make make get no stuff mistake. Done and meet goals make no mistake. Like I, I will, and and I think you'll agree with me here. There is so much similarity with people who take extreme physical activity seriously. There's so much similarity with that group of people and addicts in the sense that... A lot of time they are addicts. Uh, <laughs> There's that. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, and here's another thing I'll notice I want to get into with you. But um, in that there, there is a perceived idea. The kind of monolithic stigma is meatheads are yeah. dumb bros. Right. No. The reality is, is 
professional high-level fighters, bodybuilders, guys like that, and gals like that, and addicts, they're not, of course, do especially in Venice, did I go to meetings with, with literal Homeless transients? People, yeah. Of course. But most of the people I'm in, in rooms with all the time are college professors, attorneys, doctors, CEOs, cops, yeah, yeah. Uh, high-ranking military, yeah. no, because I, I, there's I, a thing about living on the edge, the razor's edge, and that... And um, people people who go to a boxing gym and fuck around are usually goons. Guys that I know really well that compete at a high level in any type of combat sport are incredibly thoughtful people. Yes, you have to be because you're doing something. Same with same with surfers. So everyone has this idea of surfers being like, "Hey, man," because they smoke a lot of weed. Right. Well, either way, yeah. but it's like they're this the way people. Maybe the guy who likes to spend his free time surfing, but yeah. he's actually just a, a bum living in his van. Right. But guys who are excellent at surfing, they're almost always really, really thoughtful people yeah. because yeah. you do something that's impossibly hard. And most people that are walking on the planet go, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you I'm an adult. Up. I don't need you to do up. this. Yeah. These people, they stand back and they go, well, what do I need to do here to yeah. solve this? It's interesting. It's also that energy to keep at something, mm -hmm. so... All right, we're going to do a little love liney type stuff here Let's for a few it. minutes. All right, ready? Here's a, a, a email. Uh, I know you've stated in previous episodes that denying a male orgasm is bad for the prostate. It, well, it's also bad for your soul. Okay. But it's okay to straddle the line between coming and not coming for a long period of time before busting. Is it okay? That That is what I'm talking about. It's irritating to the prostate. Sometimes I'm so bliss. Maybe it means between uh, jizz episodes. Sometimes I'm so... <laughs> 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 I, I, it's just for, it's for your benefit that's, that's, it's uh, for your benefit. that's Peter North's podcast <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm so blissfully horny I don't want to come I've become a master of my domain much like rub rub guy I don't remember the rub rub guy uh, when I do finally make white I make myself feel like the only man in my life for context my, I think he's saying he likes to store up before he goes oh Rudy's here hey fool hey Rudy hey, like, uh, I just want to come in real quick cause, like, hey man hey what what are you guys laughing at? What are you fucking laughing at, dog? What are you laughing at Rudy for? I don't know, man. That's, I know there's something wrong with those guys. They must have seen something back there. That's pinche racist, dog. No, hey, no, like no. Dog. They're not laughing at you. No, no, no. Easy, man. They Easy. Better not be, dog. I know oh, you. Fuck. Be careful, Listen. gentlemen. This dude is armed. Hey, these putasos are fucking. You know. know what I'm saying? They're, this is Montezuma and fucking Quetzalcoatl right here. Fool. I know. I know, man. I've Chichin seen them. I've seen. I've seen hey, Quetzalcoatl in action. My putasos are crazy, dog. Hey, so uh, I heard you say irritating the prostate. Dog? Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, yeah. That happened to me, fool. I thought, because I know, and I was like thanking my lucky stars and shit, because I thought I had the pinch of cancer like you. Oh, yeah, no, no. The cancer doesn't hurt. You don't feel anything. No, because I, I went and I had it checked out because my, 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 my culo, culo was all fucking Inflamed. painful and I couldn't sit down. Yeah, but that's because of Trucha, what he did to you. Well, that's what I found out. I so, thought, it, so they went in and did pinch of x ray. I just went to the one like where you get like juices and shit at, yeah. at, in East LA. And the Vato had an X-ray, so I was like, "Check it out, um, because he used to put my he used to put my my love Chevy well, love tell, truck tell up him, there." Tell me what what used to happen. Well, to listen, you, so. dog. And so I went up, and they looked, I because they saw a uh, pinch of mass in my asshole. Oh, so I went to the real, uh, real doctor. You know what I'm saying? To oh, get yeah, my an ass doctor. Yeah, no, I like, and they did the not MRI, but endoscopy. What, what, yeah, the yeah. word they really look. And this vato told me it was uh, uh, residual foreskin. In your asshole? In my asshole from, you know, from 
in from the trucha? from the pan from trucha. Because so tell people what true trucha was. Help them the, uh, and it was like uh, you know you ever see that that video in London from the sewers where it was all the 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 baby wipes oh, yeah. in the sewer and yeah. it built up. Oh yeah, that was my asshole. It was these little particles of foreskin and the pinche schmegma. Schmegma. And it was like all in there. So so you didn't uh, you you're not gay, right? Nah, fool. No, no. But but you used to have your this guy or your roommates. Explain what happened. This is what happened, fool. Okay, so I went to I went to the pen. I'm a changed man now, but this is a long time yeah. ago. I went to the now, now you're you still working at Jamba Juice? Yeah, fool. Yeah. How's oh, that your manager now, right? That's right, dog. They no, almost Pacoima, fired you, right? Pacoima Jamba Juice. They almost fired you. They did because I was I was dosing the, the wheatgrass. Uh, all my friends would come in and I they'd be like, give me double shot of wheatgrass. And I'd be like, I hear you, fool. And then I put like a tincture of of yes guy in the fucking, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. Next thing you know. And then I, I used to make my wife the smoothies because she had the big fucking fupa. With the yes guy. No, with the scante. Scante. Scante, fool. Scante. With the methamphetamine. And the, the, the vato said, I was like, I don't know much about arithmetic, but I'm a I'm an ace student in mathematics. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, fool? Yeah, I get it. I like get Walter it. White. I'm Walter Brown, dog. You're Walter Brown, mathematics. Right. So so anyway, dog. And so it, just to make the long story short about uh, about Rudy's wife. Here's the deal. Rudy's I wife went to the pen, and I was, I was a normal guy, but I started doing la burpees. Yeah. And the push ups. Yeah. And my body started to look good, yeah. dog. Yeah. And my cellmate, Trucha, this Vato Trucha, he was a veterano. He's probably dead now. He's old as fuck. Back yeah. th- he looked like 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 Emperor fucking Palpatine in like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So yeah, I don't Joey know. Joey Diaz kind of guy. Yeah, he but he was like uh, Hulk Hogan. He lo- like he looked thirty or seventy. You okay. didn't know. <laughs> right, like, right. So then that Vato, he saw my body getting all fucking Jack, yeah, you know, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, look at your beautiful cinnamon body." I was like, "I know." I was like, "Look at my honey glaze, fool!" And I, I would make my chichis dance like yeah, this, yeah. like, look, yeah, like my lowrider. You know how you put your lowrider on hydros like this? Yeah, I'm it's like my Terry Crews does that. Yeah, look, I put my chichis on hydros like I that, and he would be like, "Oh damn, look at your beautiful body. Let me love your butt." And I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And then finally, you know, I started to get a little lonely. No, he just he t- attacked you at one point, right? Against the rice. The first time he yeah. put my head in the the rice, we were in the kitchen in yeah. the commissary, and he's like, "Fucking don't look at me!" And he put my head in the rice, and I remember being like, "Oh, this is exfoliating." But then my asshole, you know, it got pretty yeah, red. It got worked over, yeah. And, but so then I started to trouble. love it, you know. I you, you were okay with it. For I a said while. I got like a Stockholm butthole. Yeah, you did. And, and so you got home, and so to make the 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 sad girl, his wife story short. Uh, he wanted to help her lose weight because she was so sad, and he put the meth in her horchata. Her horchata, that's right. And and, uh, and she got psychotic and cut her leg off. But she lost 194 pounds. So there you go. So she doesn't have a leg, but she's. I just have one real quick question because I know you got a big shoulder. Yeah, thank you. You know a lot about como se dice, uh, epigenetics. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little and, bit about it, and and uh, evolution. A little bit of evolution. Yeah, How come? How come Latinas will be? I love Latinas. You yeah. know, it's the the greatest thing in the world. You yeah. know, the the highness. How come their body will be bald like pinche Kojak, right? But their lower back looks like a fucking chinchilla. Like they get the hair just in their lower back yeah. like that. I don't know why that would be preserved like that. I think it's just a coincidence. It's just a, a remnant. Because it's dope, though. I mean, we get we had like different hyenas in the hood, you know. 
there was this one hyena you you would get her doggy style and you're like oh damn and we called her four score because her her lower back looked like fucking abe lincoln you oh, know so we were like oh four score se- and then oh, there was I uh, there was this one hyena flux capacitor Flux capacitor. Flux capacitor because it looked like in the in como se back to, back to the future. The, the this yeah, yeah it was like a like, like a Jacob's yeah, ladder the, like a Jacob's flux. ladder. And then there was uh <laughs> there was um there was uh uh it looked like that was it a full wire that was like that? that was how, what the hair looked like on her yeah. and then there was uh seal team dicks seal team dicks because this one hyena's lower back looked like. Osama bin Laden, uh, you know, and then yeah. so we were like, "Hey, that's still thing," because we all passed around Before, and was, yeah. they did the blasting. You know, no, I know. You, you don't even know. Dog. Do, is the sad girl get upset with you talking about this stuff? No, I, 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 she can't judge me for things I did before I met her. I see, Say, way before. You know, okay, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not and, gonna put, get up mad at her because she was right. fucking no, no, Ricardo Montalban. I just want to make sure that. <laughs> and and uh, your kids are all good. I think so. I mean, <laughs> most of them. Most of them are good. Oh, somebody get in trouble. Hey, so speaking of my wife, the other night, um, I don't understand ladies sometimes. I know, you know? that. Really. I, know I know you've been married a long time. Happy, yeah. you know. Thank you. But your wife trips out on you sometimes, right? Sure. Okay. I, the other night, I was like confused because I was doing the cunnilingus, you know, cunnilingus, and I she was she had shaved her panocha, mm-hmm. you know you what like I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lot I, of that these days. Well, like I do, but she does designs, you know. She gets mm-hmm. bored and shit, you know, mm-hmm. with the lockdown. And this one, she had the pinche landing strip. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, your your panocha looks like Charlie Chaplin. Oh, it's a little, yeah, I, And uh-huh. I went down, and I was doing uh-huh. the conolingus like yeah, this. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm Twatty Chaplin. And then she fucking black. And I was like, at least I didn't say Hitler. You know, yeah, I thought I was being. Hitler, right. Hitler had the same being, mustache. Yeah, you were being kind. Oh, uh, uh, enlightened. Yes, thought, yes. You know what I'm saying? So one, one more thing before I let you go. Um, uh <laughs> The the boys in the booth are enjoying your your colorful. I'm amazing entertainer. You are amazing, yeah. um, and they the, we I've never explained to them why the word barely is so important. Uh, What's impo- barely? It, well, if, if somebody were to interview you, yeah. let's say you'd witness something like somebody robbed the the Jamba Juice. Yeah, and I'm a reporter, and I come in. Oh, here's Mr. Rudy. Oh, you, oh, you you mean basically, dog? Basically, I beg your pardon. And I what's barely? Because I, I, you they, mean like just a little bit? Like no, I mean basically. I fucked because up. Because I, I say COVID. barely, barely, barely. Like barely. I barely got yes. here on time. Fool. Yes, you barely got here on time. That's right. And so, what? But basically, is the is the word I meant? It's, to it's say. a good multisyllabic. Chicano word, dog. Yeah, you know what I'm. And saying? so, if you were describing a robbery at the like, Jamba imagine Juice. you're watching Fox 11 News. Yeah, you know, at like uh, in LA, at like uh, 10 o'clock at night, and it's like earlier today there was a robbery in Buena Park. Uh, I'm live on the scene with a uh, local resident, Vincente Rodriguez. Uh, can you please describe what happened here uh, at at the crime scene? Uh, well, basically. Like there was this one vato, and then I heard gunshots, and then this vato basically went up on a roof. Yeah, and basically fucking five o came, yeah, and they were blasting. But this vato basically like pinche Spider Man, he climbed down, and yeah. I thought he was doing parkour and shit. Yeah, yeah, basically. So basically, basically becomes like you know, it's kind of like you know for the white girl, I guess, dog. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like the like glue. That. Yeah, it's kind of it's and, and it, many languages have those sort of those sort of interstitial words. Yeah, like ma ma genre French. They, and then I know or um 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 is basically sort of um, right? Or or you know what stupid white bitches say? Yeah, is literally literally. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have noticed that. 
And even I'm a, a dumb shit, and I'm like, it, that's not what literally means, puta. My head literally exploded. Yeah, no, it didn't, because <laughs> I seen about those head explode, and he was dead. That's what happened. They, he, they took, I knew that fool. His name was Cacahuate. His name was Fernando, but they called him Lil Cacahuate, and that fool got blasted and wasn't even with a gun, dog. What was it? A fucking crossbow. 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 How'd man, you, you know, dog? Like I walking just figured the, the world you live no, in. No, you know man. what? I think it was a slingshot. And then oh. the fucking bottle <laughs> threw an, a slingshot and an avocado like that. And it, an avocado? <laughs> and yeah, but he had really nice skin in the casket. Uh-huh. Good. Okay. Nice. Well, Rudy, it's great to touch base with you again. I always miss you, and uh, I, the boys seem to enjoy you in the booth. All so right, that's uh, say say goodbye I to got them. A joke before I go. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? Go Raiders. Bye, Rudy. Do you guys enjoy a little Rudy? Rudy oh, is uh, incredible. Rudy, he, he's amazing. Rudy is the best. Uh, Mike, Rudy came by, and what? Uh, yeah, Rudy was here for a minute. No way. Yeah, I know. He's um, he he's very colorful. Explain to people where Rudy came from, so there's no uh, East Los Angeles. Yeah, I know, but his 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 uh, genesis in your mind. I mean, I look. I remember one time Kid Rock was on Loveline, and he was saying, uh, you know, jokingly, but he was saying like everyone in Detroit's a little black, you know, because I was asking him about like if everyone ever got on his case like for cultural appropriation because yeah, it yeah. is such a uh, a predominantly uh, African American neighborhood. And he's like, no, that's the thing. It's like it is there. You know, you look at Eminem. You look at like our friend Jude, Rude Jude. Rude Jude. If you're from, you're, you have it's a part of your culture, regardless of what your actual race yeah, is. Yeah. And it seem if you're from Los Angeles, you could be Doctor Fucking Drew. Yeah. Uh, and I might say basically. And, and you, you just have a lit, you you have a real connection to Mexican culture. Oh, for yeah. sure. And um, so you get to develop like a real passion and 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 appreciation for everyone. Everyone in L.A. knows Rudy. Yeah, you know what a, I'm saying. A Rudy. You go to the the to get a beer in Rightfield Pavilion at Dodger Stadium, yeah. and it's like you just know those guys. There's Rudy. You know? it's like, but but, I, had, but I, had, I had a cousin named Rudy, and that right. And so Mike is Mexican, yes, of Mexican descent, and so he literally had family that uh, were Rudy esque. Yeah, and I just look. I just I always I don't know if I'm good or bad at it at the execution, but I really always loved it since I was a little kid. Um, I loved watching people of different different types of people, di- different cultures, different ages, and I I would watch and and when people had really specific unique traits, I I, I was into it's it. Fascinating. I, I yeah. like to it's, mo- it, yeah. and, and I like to like replicate it. You know, so. <laughs> and, and it, it rings so true. It's funny. Yeah. When things really ring true and, and they're sort of pronounced and you don't notice it vividly unless somebody points it out to you, it's funny. And you know it's it's weird how you adopt almost like a like a a, a, a not a territorial but like a a, a protective um feeling towards it even if you have nothing to technically do with it for instance growing up where we grew up yeah um i i have like i i get really pissy about people getting um insulting or critical of chinese people oh yeah so I was we, like, so wait, we wait, live what the fuck you do? Well, you don't know you have no idea what you're talking about right you know, I'm, I'm not chinese but, but, but so people don't know we, we live in a place called the san gabriel valley we grew up in a similar area and large swath of that are either Cambodian, Vietnamese, and Chinese, and especially Korean, Chinese Korean too, and yeah. Korean, especially, but especially Taiwanese, China, Chinese. In San Marino, was where yeah. you grew up. Like most of the like high you, school, like you, you can't unless you know what I'm. You unless you know, you really don't understand how many Chinese, Taiwanese people I grew up with. Yeah. Um. And, 
so when people just talk out of their ass, yeah. I'm always like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I, like, I remember one time I was on this show and some mindless twat was getting on my case about talking about the development of COVID. And I wasn't even saying, like, fuck China. But I was saying certain things about, like, the Chinese government and, like, how we shouldn't rush to be trusting. Yeah, right. And she's like, this is insulting to an entire culture. I was like, time out. Where are you right now? And I remember she was not somewhere. Ohio uh, Yeah, she was not in a metropolitan area. And I go, just pump your brakes because all I grew up with and and drew real connection to was Chinese Americans. And if you want to hear... A scathing critique of the Chinese government. Talk to those Talk guys. to Chinese people in America. Yeah, it's like talking to Cubans in America. Right. Let's hear some voice messages. Hey, Dr. Drew, this is Barry from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a question about the sign that they have outside of pools that says, uh, do not go in if you've had diarrhea within like the past it's like three days or a week. Yes. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I've ignored that bullshit well, my thank entire you, Barry. life. Thank you. And I've gone into some public pools with the most serious case of mud butt that anybody's ever had in the history of the human race. Can I get this guy's number? And um, I was wondering, like, is there any actual, like, danger to going in there with just the Hershey squirts? No, dude. Piss on me, beat me. You'll yeah. bet him come up in May. Okay, Barry RPC. We, we, it's not to, not for you. It's to protect other people, because the bacteria and he the viruses. He can't possibly think that the danger is in his. Ass. That's what he's asking. Like, is it okay for me? No, because it's spreading. It's spreading virus and bacteria out of your ass into the water, and and those sorts of infections are waterborne. They live quite well in the water, and then you swallow some water, and then you get that bullshit. So please, Barry, I don't think you want to infect other people. You don't mean to. Give me another one. They should just, when those, I see those signs, like if you've had diarrhea within the last three days, you're not allowed. They should just say, no keto. <laughs> I do not get diarrhea from keto. Yeah, after months. No, I really never got it. You Drew, know, you got me into this Drew, shit. Did I? Did I? I've had you run to the bathroom in many situations where you're like, oh. And how about the time you shit your pants at the airport? Yeah, that was, that was vegan. Can you tell uh, us more about that? <laughs> thanks, thanks, and that's that's the story. Drew <laughs> shit his pants at the airport. No, it's worse. I uh, was on an airplane. <gasps> I was on an airplane, and I thought uh, I got a fart. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be bad. I'm in a yeah. plane, but all right, no big deal. Just a little tiny, no yeah. big deal. And then I thought, did I did I spill something? <gasps> like, what's going on? Everything's wet on my pants. I thought, oh fuck. Yeah. So I get to go to the bathroom, filled with diarrhea, just covered, huh? just diarrhea full. Good of diarrhea. time. Uh, nothing to be done. Uh, you know, you can't. I, I cleaned up as best I could. Uh, waddled out of the plane because we were just a, we were sort of on approach at that point, and uh, ran to the airport, threw my underwear in the dumpster, and uh, cleansed myself from the toilet water. Good, yeah, and uh, yeah, I and I and it's happened to me twice from vegan food. I will never fucking eat vegan again. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, um, he, did I, I've told you about when Corolla essentially made me shit my pants. At Love, when he was hosting Loveline and I was there editing tape. I do, oh, yes. This yes, is yes. this is the disaster of yes, all disasters. Yes, yes. So when Carollo was hosting Loveline, I would come in to edit tape the night before for Kevin and Bean's next day. So, so Mike worked at K-Rock when Adam and I were there as mm-hmm. our home station. And he was in the morning show and he would work at night producing stuff. So And Adam was always, always super nice to me. I, 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 I've always, and he's always, you know what? He's not only been super nice, he's always like giving me tips and been supportive That's and nice. stuff you know but he and i were behaving fairly adolescently at that point well always i mean mm-hmm. but you guys had guests that night yes. and they were female guests and they were attractive 
female guests. It was, the, the it was two of... girls from Lost. Lost. The TV yes. show Lost is about yeah. 2005. Yeah. And it was Evangeline Lilly and Maggie Grace. Mm-hmm. Very attractive young women. Mm-hmm. And Carola's like uh, clearly having a, a, a gaseous incident, okay? And so what would Carolla do? He'd realize during the commercial breaks that he had to fart and he didn't want to fart in front of those ladies. So he would walk into the studio with me, put his butt in and rip a big one. Okay. And he did it like two or three times. And I'm, I, I thought it was hysterical. I was laughing my ass off. And, uh, and so I feel something brewing and I'm like, all right, next commercial break. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking wreck yeah. Adam. Yeah. So he comes in the door and he, uh, I remember he was on his phone this time. He was on his cell, uh, actual cell phone. And he he's like, I'm and I go, and I push, and I just blast diarrhea throughout. My, I'm like, and Carl's like, yeah, it sounded wet. Yeah, it <laughs> sounded wet. He walked away, and I'm like, fuck. Sounded wet. Yeah, oh. I was in a bad way. And then the ladies were right down the hall where the bathroom yeah, so was. So I, I went to the bathroom that we're not supposed to use, and I was like, fuck this. I don't care. This is an emergency. And I, I threw away my underwear. I baby wiped everything. And it, it makes me want to. Do a sketch of the Paris Poo story. It's, it's no, mu- I can't okay. tell this right. again. Okay, okay. I, mean, I, I mean, I could, but... Mike shit his pants and ended up on face down in a hotel lobby with a pants, with underwear, in his underwear, full of poo. No memory of how. And it, he was so jacked out on drugs and uh, had to run out of the hotel <laughs> in the midday yeah. with your pants full of poo. Wait, no, in your underwear, tidy whities No passport, no money, no anything. Tidy whities In a country that I don't speak the language and I have no idea where I am. But you got a load, load of shit in your pants. I, by the way, I didn't land in that country. I was I landed in England. Oh, you don't remember how to get to I France? Was, I got to fucking Paris with shit pants. And Jeez. I have no idea. Oh, my God. I didn't know that part of the story. Well, no, I, I remember getting on the channel no. with the with the British guys because they said there's not a good Coke scene in, in London. In, in London. You got to go to and Paris. They're, and they're like, yeah, I've got to get past my... I was like... To the tunnel we go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Motivation. This, this is the addict stuff. Oh, Addicts yeah. are motivated, yeah, yeah. man. It became Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> Any event, he uh, ran out of the hotel into the streets in his tidy whities with his pants full of shit Yeah, uh, running down the street. They were boxers. It was the 90s. Oh, it was boxers. Okay. I had ba- very baggy pants. And didn't the shit kind of roll out onto the street there? No, or? no, no. It was dried by that point. And it wasn't like oh, full. By that it point. wasn't like full. It was just like, like clearly I went, bop. Like I, <laughs> I did like a. You sprayed like a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Oh, don't do drugs, ladies and gentlemen. It ends up bad. Voice message. Hi, Hitler. Hey. I'm a 35-year-old female, and I've literally never made a sound when I fart. Whether literally. my butthole is fully waxed or hairy as fuck, my farts are silent. And I'm not 50 yet, obviously, so I don't do anal. Is my butthole just naturally really loose? Why can't I toot my own horn? Don't call me daddy. You bet I'm coming to me. Jewish girl? It's a Harvard girl. Why do you think? Why do you think? What's your What's your bet? Uh, well, uh, no, that girl. That girl is a party. She's a party, but she said she doesn't do anal though. Yeah. The, well, by the way, that's an old stereotype. That Jewish, anal, yeah. Jewish girls don't do anal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know my ex girlfriend. I beg to differ. Well, I do, and uh, you had a very interesting observation about women that like anal that maybe you should share with the audience. Mo- the overwhelming majority of girls don't like that. Right. Okay? They don't. Or they'll take it or leave they'll it. They'll try then, it yeah. because they know it'll please a guy, but they don't. But they a certain were, percentage. But the girls who do. Who really do. They really do. Love it. They love it. There's something genetic or biological, something, something about something. the way your body's shaped. Yep. The girls who love anal love it. don't, like, I'll take it. They love it. And then uh, almost all other women are like, well, this is not 
pleasing. I'd but, much rather have it in my. But you notice there's a, a, a tell to know whether it's one of those girls or not. Uh, uh, is it, it like some type of like vocal affect? I've noticed, like a lisp. A lisp or so, yeah, a lisp means butt play. And that's why I always said to our friend Sam Shocker, you know. What did you say to her? She'd be like, Michael, this is spectacular. I was like, mm. I'd look over at her husband. I'd be like, woo. Time to duke it up, buddy. Go get that KY. And you, and you would usually call them like uh, McAnal or something. You'd, 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 you'd come up with a name. No, I wouldn't, Drew, because that would be bad. I would. Oh what was, what I, don't, was I can't remember exactly. Shitty McStuffers. Right. <laughs> But but he Mike would pick up on it like that and just go oh there's one of those well okay you know how you can look you develop an instinct with it it like it takes one to know one hmm? there's certain proclivities people have so you like um, angles are you saying and what well, you like about butt play a little bit yeah okay, okay I okay, mean so look I don't I don't not all men like that either men I will say this I will say this I don't dislike <laughs> anything when it comes to a sexual partner. What she wants yeah, yeah. is I, I'm into. You're up, up for it. Like, it You're up for anything. Yeah, I really am. And so I'm And so you you recognize the girls that are up for anything. That and then also, um look, I mean, look, I, it's the same with uh I could talk to someone for five to ten minutes and uh, even if they don't reference it, it used to happen on Loveline all the time. I'd go be like, Well, how long you been trauma. on drugs? Yeah, drugs are how trauma, long you yeah. been on drugs? Yeah, and they yeah. go, What do you mean? I'd be like, yeah. like dude, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's a perfect example because addicts see it in other people. They even see the potential in yeah. other people, whether even that they're using or not. And 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 sometimes we've had celebrities who were open about their addiction, and they'll claim sobriety. sobriety yeah. And you and I are both looking at each other, and then sometimes they'll claim sobriety, and we're like, "I'm really proud of you." Yeah. I mean, I'll never, for, I'll never, the most amazing transformation in a person I've ever seen. Stevo. Well, Stevo's great, but but Stevo's still fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Stevo's still Stevo. Yeah, yeah. He, at the tail end of his addiction, he was so whacked out, he was being crazy. Yeah. But he's still, you know what I'm saying? He's Steve, yeah. Travis Barker. Oh, that's Travis true. Barker was barely alive. Yeah. And I, he wasn't like the type of drug dealer that-, that go, see, uh, go see John Frusciante and Bob he, Forrest. Bob Forrest That's true, was but I never, I, I never interviewed them when yeah. they were using. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Travis used to come in with Blink and, and Box whoever it was, 100 million. He was always nice, yeah. but he was always like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came in after some sobriety. He was like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Yeah, I, yeah just wrote a spry. Oh, you would call a, him spry now yeah. as opposed to. And you're like, dead. "Wow, that's yeah. great." He was one of the yep. craziest transformations I've ever seen. But Over. you get those. And I, I remember one time, and I'm not trying to sell her out. It was just, it was a, a real landmark moment for me when Courtney Love was on one time. Mm. We always had great interviews with her, but she had said, "You know, I've been clean for like three or four months or something." And, and both I, of us were like, Wah. "I was like Courtney." Yeah, I was like. Stop. Okay. Yeah. What? What? What do you mean by that? And then yeah. we talk. And she had said. Then she admitted. She's like, "Well, I haven't used heroin. I haven't." Right. And I go, I, be, I go, I go, I believe you. And yeah. she was using yeah. different barbiturates. Yeah. And I go, "Okay, see, now we can talk." And, yeah. and it was. I think it was really People important. Are, they, they don't want to admit it to themselves, and they're fearful of being judged. And you and I would never judge somebody. You know. It's well, just, I can't. I was actually having this conversation with a guy on the plane last night back from L.A. I was saying like, "That's that's." I'll always be grateful to drugs and alcohol for that reason. Is that I'm. And I'm not saying this to seem like a good person. I mean, I, I can't judge anyone. I, I, I lack judgment. When someone tells me I, uh, I used to beat my wife, I, I don't like that. I, I certainly don't, you know, uh, uh, encourage. But I can sit and, and, and objectively see if, and say, look, maybe you, you've changed. Because I used to 
lie, cheat, steal. I was a horrible person. I used to walk around on shag carpet in places I'd never, I had no idea where I was, disgusting, rat infested, on my hands and knees looking for little flecks of crack rock. And like, I'm going to judge someone for not paying their taxes. You the, know what I'm the, like? I, I, I think that is an admirable quality. The, the one thing I would say, though, is you still beat your fucking self up over it a little bit. I do. I, well, and you should. You know what? It, it's not. I don't. You're sick. I don't beat myself up. Not the way up, you used to. Not the way you used to. But what I fair. do, I every once in a while, I get this thing where I can say, I may have come a long way, and my daughter loves me, my wife and I have a great relationship, and I try my best to be a good person, but I'm still, I was still that guy. And I get really ashamed. I get really That's ashamed. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That's what but, I'm uh, yeah. But it's, it's better. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, incel. Do you know what that's all about? Isn't that involuntary celibate? Yes. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, how do I not become an incel? I have a high sex drive. I'm dating someone who rejects me regularly. It's two months without sex. I feel myself becoming angry and resentful of women. How do I stop this pattern? Stop. Stop. Yeah. That guy. Listen, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck with you. I'm yeah. being serious. If this girl that you're with that is denying you is... Uh, someone who's made a commitment to for religious reasons or some or moral reasons to not have sex before marriage, you're an asshole. But if she's just denying you, get the fuck out of there. Either way, get the fuck out of there. Well, no, because okay. you, you're you're gonna be, you're you are literally forcing yourself on a person who is telling you they don't want to. Well, my point being That's is not that okay. My point being is if you're a 25 year old chick and you're in a relationship with a guy and you're telling him I'm gonna save myself for marriage, bravo. If you're a 25 year old chick and you're open to sex and you're just not giving a guy sex, you're a fucking torturous, horrible person. Or you're not into this guy. <laughs> yeah, either no, way, no, you no, should get no, out of there. No, no, no. That fine. Or you're not into that guy. Then don't be in a relationship yes, with the that fuck out guy. Of there. Yes, you get have the fuck a out fucking animal. Yeah. Wanting to put his dick in you. Yes. And I'm not trying to be crude. Girls really, you're not. To, girls need to understand. <laughs> a young man. Yeah. Like is so pumped to have sex. Like it's so. The, God did this, the fact that God did this to people whose frontal lobes aren't fully formed is really unreal to me. And if you're not, if that's not on the table for you, sex with this guy, make, make it clear. Don't ever have, don't ever lead him on in any way. Because yeah. if you do, you're creating more of these guys who are going to go and get on these incel Reddit fucking subreddits yeah. and hate women. Yeah. And it's not right. No, it's all bad. It's all bad. And and really, he has this, the keys to the solution. He does. She needs to be educated. But he has the solution, which is, I don't care how much you're into this girl. She's not that into you. Get out of there. You can't force somebody to be into you. You really, the guys have to be. Have any, to, any, any relationship where I said, and, and the caveat is, if look, if one of the people involved is making a commitment for moral reasons to not have sex, that's a different story. And I, re, I genuinely respect that. That's good for you. That's your thing. But if you're a sexual person and, and active sexually, and there's no sex in the relationship, Get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I Okay, agree. it is like really it is that important. And and But again, if there are religious, moral, whatever reasons, great, but find somebody who shares those. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, he's, we're not saying you shouldn't have these points That's of view. oil and water. Yeah, yeah, we're saying you shouldn't mix with somebody who's not, not there with you. Uh, listening to the infamous storm drain incident. So we, Susan dropped her purse. Yeah, no, I heard about storm it. Yeah, drain. at dinner. Um, and, right, you came to dinner with us after that. And uh any couldn't stand it because he has this fear of the it clown coming out of a storm drain or a toilet. You know, any poops once a month. You know the story? Once a month. What does colon look like? It's full of shit. And when he and when he shits, and when he shits, he has to sit like a gargoyle with his feet on the on the rim because he's so fearful of being near the drain, and he has to drop from it. If I walked into a public bathroom 
and he was doing that, I'd shoot him <laughs> with a gun. You thought it was a, some kind of monster? I'd be like, You're, it's you, it's evil. Evil is here. <laughs> well, he he he's pretty much a ninja when it comes to his colon. He can control it. It's probably healthier to shit like that. Well, it's interesting, right? It's a, Tom's very worried about him. Uh, when my niece was about two to three years old, she would refuse to poop. And my friends thought it was fear of her poop sitting in her diaper, so they allowed her to run commando, but she'd still hold it in. So we asked her why, and she said she wasn't afraid of the poop, but she didn't have time to go. She grew out of it, though, and stopped holding her poop a few months later. One day, I guess she had time. Kids develop fear of the toilet yeah. and fear of all kinds of losing parts of themselves. They have all kinds of weird fantasies. Children, not you, Annie. Uh, and that they will go through a phase where they'll hold their poop in, and some do it more chronically. If any, it was a very specific thing. He got traumatized by some movie and uh, cannot be around drains. And so when I reached down there to get Susan's purse, any almost lost his mind. I don't, I don't think it's that crazy what movies or, or something you intake can, can dramatically affect you. you know? I know. Hear voicemail. Hey, this is Steve. Hey, Hitler. So hey, just man. to let you guys know, I eat a lot of pussy. Lately, when I look at my beard in the mirror, Oof. it's more and more red every time I look at it. Like the hairs are turning red. And I know they're not growing in red because my beard's kind of long. So they're slowly turning red. Is this Ben red. Shapiro? I'm just wondering, it's, it's is that because uh, of all the pussy? I don't know. That's what TikTok told me. Help me out. Ta-ta, retard. That's what TikTok told me. <laughs> so answer him. Is his uh, is his is hair tinting because of the pussy? Maybe it's the pH of somebody. Hey, I was gonna say, like, yeah. is there something acidic in the yeah. reaction? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, maybe it's sort of probably getting blonde. Really, is probably what's happening more. Than I real. honestly, and and I, I would investigate that. You know, also, but I would also, if you have that heavy of a beard, I would talk to the young lady because that could not be maybe not be fun. That's what I'm her, thinking. Yeah, maybe know, maybe get a closer clip beard, uh, dude. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't understand the big beard these days. That's a big thing. I I do. Like, I can't. I think it's a, you you. It's a masculine thing. You idealize stuff that you can't really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot grow a pe- beard. But people that theorize facial hair on men, they've noticed a correlation between a preoccupation with the military and mustaches. Think mm. of the Napole- Napoleonic era and stuff. And when when those things become virtuous. And when antisocial becomes virtuous, the beards come. So okay. it's acting I mean, out also, against the man. I, you I know? also think, like, look, it is, it's fucking macho. It's kind of cool. It's, it's like, it's like, why do you wear a leather jacket if you don't ride a bike, motorcycle? Right. It's like, well, it's, it's, it's cool. I, yeah. I like leather jackets. I mean, maybe it's just that simple. Here's a theory on farts. I want to run it by you all. Silent farts usually smell worse, hence silent but deadly. But I've noticed louder farts don't usually smell bad. Here's my theory. When they're silent, all the methane molecules and the rest of the stinky molecules escape to be able to be smelled. That's true. When they're loud, your butt cheeks flap and they're breaking apart. The molecules don't break apart. Uh, methane is is just three one like, carbon okay. and three hydrogen. It's oxygen. the same thing with like you need you need a you need a literally a nuclear accelerator to break it apart. It's like people's so, like, I, your farts may be bad, but they're not people's that bad. idea about like the COVID stuff when they're like shielding their. I was like, do you understand? We're talking. Beyond microscopic, yeah. you know, it, like yeah, a fart it, molecule yeah. is gaseous. You yeah. can't even see it. It's a... So she says, I'm pretty sure I'm 100% correct, but just one of your thoughts. You're not correct, um, but it is an interesting topic. Brown is discussed a lot here at your mom's house. And why are the silent a little more um, s- smelly? Uh, I think. I'm going to say, I'm going to get. Go ahead. What? 
let's just get this one out, okay, uh, from a common sense standpoint. What dictates how bad a fart is, the smell is what you ate, right? Or the, yes. what developed what the, the gas. What the bacteria is. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but then so, concentration is a factor. Okay, so wait. So maybe there's different density to the different yes. mixture of gas yes. between a silent one and a... Well, like think, a, well, think about it. A loud one has more air right. being it's exposed. More air, it's so more air. So there's less density, density. less... less density. Yeah, less uh, compact. So less, uh, it's like the mixture... It's like, like how come the air is so thick when it's foggy versus... Correct. So know, I think it's really that particularly if you're letting a, a large amount of silent going, you're still letting the dense, concentrated methane go... Well, something that's moving air fast and making yeah. noise is largely air, and the air mostly comes from swallowing. They think. Yeah, uh, that's and why. That's why people like think like, like burping is not like farting. Burping is like the Very different. The, the rhythm of how you are breathing when you're drinking stuff. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like when you drink something really bubbly, you can't. You end up <gasps> gulping because it's so bubbly. Yes. Like Topo Chico makes me burp like so much I can't. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. The greatest beverage on earth. What is it? It's just sparkling water. You know, is it, mineral. Oh, water. that's what uh, somebody was drinking last. That night. was me. I was drinking that. It's the greatest it's beverage. He, he Any, there's no other beverage better. If you think differently, you're wrong. Is it outside of Texas? Yeah, it's in LA. I mean, it's it's from it's from Mexico. It's from a from mountain in Mexico. Is, is it? It's just a mineral water sort of. Yeah, but it's just water. really good, pure, dense. Oh, I'm in. Bubbly I'm mineral in. water. And uh, it, and he had that with with tequila. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they also make like a hard <laughs> seltzer now. That company, but interesting. Yeah, they make their own pr- proprietary ranch water. Voice it's message, dope. gentlemen. Hey, Doctor Drew and Doctor Jew, I have a question for you. Shalom. Why is it every time I take a dump, I gotta blow my nose? Like I could breathe all day yeah. just fine, yeah. and then I sit down and take a dump, nose gets clogged. Got it. I don't get it. Okay. You bet I'm coming up in May. Touch my camera through the fence. Do you know the coming up in May part? Do you know what that is? Do we do we have uh, Ed Asner it's handy? Not, it's, a, it's an incredibly elaborate, elaborate. Yeah, yeah it's an elaborate world we live in here. Can can we possibly show? I Mike? feel I feel bad about myself because every person who's called, I was like, can I get that guy's number? I want to <laughs> hang out with him. <laughs> They're all cool guys, especially here. that chick. It's all the cool gals are the best. That girl the best. is a party. We've also noticed that that speaking of your acknowledgement of the lisping and uh, girls into stuff. We've noticed here that in your mom's house, when girls pronounce the word women, when they pronounce the word butthole, mm. they drop the T. Butthole? Butthole. Butthole. Hmm. Universally. 100% not, not, of them. Not women. Okay. A lot of chicks. Okay. Your mom's house women. Call, women at your mom's call house. Call Michelle Obama right okay, now. She will say butthole. <laughs> okay. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said butthole. Probably. Okay. I'm, Probably. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like saying Mexicans say anal instead of anal. I was like, mm, maybe, but, you know, right, right. not Carlos Slim, right, but, you know, like yeah. Rudy's buddies. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, at, at your, so, so I did the define first it. first Carlos Slim reference of, like. At, at your mom's house. At your mom's house. Uh, what, what is the, the senator from California? Padilla? Padilla. Yeah. He would say it correctly. Uh, 22-year-old female, Morena IUD. Last five years. I'm scheduled to have it taken out in November. I had an overall great experience with it. Uh, no period in four years uh, from the hormones. It's in a progesterone-impregnated uh, IUD. Those things are bad, man. My friend who's a Marine, he lost his leg to one of those. What? It was in, a, it was in the desert in Afghanistan. It sort of sprung out of a uterus and took... Boom! Okay. Is that what it is? IED? Isn't that what yeah. it is? 
My main worry is that when me and my fiance try to have a baby, my lady parts are damaged, scarred, or make it hard to conceive. Well, they don't have any bleeding. It still makes me worry. I know you can have an IUD shortened, but my gyno does not think that's possible to remain effective. Um, oh, when my fiance's big schlong bangs against my walls, I get crampy. So she's, <laughs> so she's worried that um, she, it, it's not uncommon for guys to feel the wire at the end of the IUD that's yeah. in there to be able to be that, pulled it that out. That happens. That happens. Um, it's certainly not good for your uterus to have that kind of trauma to it, and it's already irritated from the IUD. That's kind I of how the a, IUD I, works. I spelunked a <clears throat> forgotten tampon one time. With your tiny penis? You really got through it? Listen, I know I know you're augering out Susan all the way up to her fucking C4 l- l- lumbar, but it. I, yes, I did. Okay? Well, good for you. Good for you. I, I know I'm not as gifted as you in the pants, <laughs> fucking medical Tommy Lee you're over fine. here. You're fine. You're, you're fine. Boys love it anyway, so good for bringing it. Uh, yes, it's much more common than people realize. Yeah. Stuff left behind in the vagina. Very, very, very common. And uh, it's not good. It can create uh, toxic shock syndrome and all kinds of stuff. Can I ask a question? This is, I, I'm being serious. Yeah. This is a serious question. Yeah. I heard another, I forgot who it was, but it, I was rolling my eyes because I thought it was silly. It was a female celebrity, and I really did forget. I'm not just saying that. And she was talking about how women shouldn't have to deal with the embarrassment of their menstrual cycle. And I really, and, and I was being, I'm being sincere here. Like never have a cycle? No, or that, that there's like a lot of shame around it or anything. And like mm. guys, uh, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a caveman. You know my friends that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. And we were always like, like no one, we never laughed at girls. Like, I, I it think was just you would, natural. You would You're probably like, make fun of like used tampon the way would you would make fun of everything well, no, else no, no, no. I'm not talking did. about like the gross after of like a used tampon. I'm talking about like if a girl, but e- I think even they, in like seventh grade, I remember my, my friend, Ashley, she like, she like, I, I have to go to the restaurant. I'm, it's a, and I, know I was it's like, a, it's, a, right. it's a big yeah. secretive thing to them. They have, they have a lot of mixed feelings about it and they don't want any of our shenanigans. Uh, that, I, that, I understand oh, that. That's, that's yeah. a totally understandable. Yeah. I'm saying that I feel like I'm the demographic of guys who were not very sensitive to women's stuff. Yeah. And I was all like, we always, me and my friends, I never it, thought, it, I never saw I, I would like, argue shame that around. You, I would agree. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying that they're ultra sensitive and you, you'd have to be sort of made aware of what you were doing that bothered okay, them. Okay. And like, I, I'm sure you'd want to know, but they got to tell us like everything else. They right. Gotta, but uh, okay. I, I, Many times, you know, growing up, because my dad traveled. You know my dad. Yeah. He traveled mm. so much growing up. Mm. I hundreds, you know, dozens of times went to get either pads or tampons for my mom or sister at mm. the store. And, like, mm. it, was just, it just is. Yeah, like, I, I, I never, I, I, I'm being sincere. I, I get what I, you're saying, that it's okay. surprising to hear how, that they feel that way. Women, I can, That's I, surprising. like, when women say stuff about, like, on-the-job stuff or, or uh, uh, Stuff around child rearing, how there's a chauvinistic, and I go, oh, uh, I'm yes, I should be more this, aware. This is just surprising. I, it was surprising because I, I was like, I I'm a caveman, and I was like, yep. I, I just it. always no. saw the menstrual cycle as being something. I, I, you're not alone. Natural. I don't. I don't. But but guys are we're screwballs, and we make fun of everything. Okay, you know what I mean. And that, and if you're super hy- hypersensitive, some of that crossfire may be problematic. All right, now let's hear a voice message. Good morning, Doctor Julia. My name is Deontay from Oklahoma, and I. Just have a question today. Um, I really like it when my man sticks more than one, two fingers inside my vagina. I like you do the um, I really like, want him to try to fist me. So what happens if he gets past the knuckles or actually stick his knuckles through the fence? Okay. Can they get stuck or can it break my like pelvic cavity or anything like that? 
I just mean, wondering because I really question, want him to get it all the way Question one is dumb, there, but cause... question two is legitimate. Boy, I, mean, I like yeah, to I mean, you could... like a turkey. <laughs> Anyways, thank let, you. Let's, Have a good day. Young lady. Ta-ta, retard. Ta-ta. Young lady. I love her. Lest we forget, that's where babies come out. Correct. I mean, like... That's the fundamental point to take home, which is that babies' heads, it's designed to expand like that. Now, to be fair, during and around delivery, a lot of other hormones and things flood in there that make it more it able out, to yeah. do so. But but it's got uh, like it's anal nitrate and, and inside. Some women can handle that. Some women can't. Yeah, fist can. You can get some some trauma. I mean, that's to be fair. You can get some trauma. But if that's what you like, whatever. Hey, listen, Drew knows about trauma to the vag. Just talk to Susan. Okay, thank you. thank you. I've seen her walking like she went horseback riding after a light night of passion over here. What do you understand? They did a revolutionary, groundbreaking surgery on poor Susan Pinsky. 1993, Pasadena, California. They rushed her to Huntington Memorial Hospital. They are the first time in history they sewed a human back together. She was in two pieces. You understand? Like they they put super glue on the chopsticks. You go to the sushi bar, ba bang! That's what Drew did. So. Super glue on the chopsticks. That's a new image. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, heard you talking about epiglottitis, how it prevents food from entering the lungs. No, I said the epiglottis. Yes, epiglottis, right? Made me think about how sometimes food wants to go down the wrong pipe. Makes me cough. Sometimes there's a feeling that not everything came back from the coughing. But the discomforts go away after a few minutes. I'm wondering if it's possible that small bits of food might have gotten into my lungs as a child that are still there. There is such a thing, but not likely. You would get into kind of pneumonias recurrently and things like that. I, I had a, I, a patient with uh, cognitive difficulties that kept getting pneumonias, and we finally did, did a, a thoracostomy, a thoracoscope, uh, did a thoroscope on him, went with a scope down his trachea. We found a bean in there, and it kept obstructing his lungs. Uh, the you don't get food down there. You get liquid beans. Tiny. It was like a little lima bean, and we and we you get lo- water down there, and fluids can go down there, and you'll cough and irritate, but it stays in the trachea. It never gets to the. I'm lower just imagining stuff. like being the person, Un- unless unless <laughs> you're I'm <laughs> down in his throat. Unless you're drowning, and then you take in a ton of water, and actually a near drowning is a very dangerous thing because it causes horrible pneumonias and things, Ugh. almost like a COVID-like lung syndrome. Yucky. One more voicemail. Hey, Dr. Drew, this is Barry from Milwaukee. We talked and to I Barry. I have uh, recently just contracted the common cold, and uh, I've been blowing my nose like a mad motherfucker. And uh, I'm just wondering, you've been talking a lot about how you shouldn't, you know, push the pee, you shouldn't push the poop, it should just come naturally. And I was wondering, how hard should I push when I'm blowing all these dirty little boogers out of my nose? Yeah. Um, because I don't want to end up prolapsing my nostrils or anything yeah. like that. So uh, <laughs> piss on me and beat me. It's just you not. It's not. It May. just irritates the airways to keep pushing like that. And you use a neti pot or something like that. But I never answered the question of the guy who was having uh, nasal congestion during shitting. And like everything else, this this your mom's house world is very preoccupied with. Hey, all, yeah, Rudy. Hang. On, let me just finish right. real quick, buddy. With autonomic function and how. You know, during arousal or during defecation or during orgasm, you can get dilatation of vessels and sneeze and get, you know, snotty nose, that kind of thing. It's just your autonomic nervous system firing off. That's already There was a China who used to do that. She um, used to blow her nose like crazy, doc. You uh-huh. know, and I think she used to mess with the scante. Oh, yeah, sure. But she kept blowing them so hard because she would get all pinched congested. And then her fucking nose came off, like shot like a dart, you know, and okay. then she... And we just called that bitch donut because her face was like just a hole there. That's uh, yeah. something called Wegener's granulomatosis. You're or, telling me, uh, dog. Yeah. In a, oh. So, what I 
what so I saw it as in your world. And me, me and my homie spatula, me and my my vato was spatula, Beetlejuice, parameters, crickets, and the cricket in there. No, he was already locked up by oh, then. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the vato, uh, the the vato, uh, who was uh, who else was there that one time? Oh, y- y- you know that homie from um from uh Van Nuys uh uh um. Little Voldemort, little Voldemort. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he and we, grasshopper. Okay, so we were all trying to do like horseshoes, but pedal with our pito in in oh, yeah. little hole. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And then uh, she was like getting all congested; you couldn't see, and she was like that hyena trying to catch the train at fucking Hogwarts, where she just went right into the wall because it was uh-huh. like she couldn't see nothing. Oh no! Yeah, it was kind of horrible crazy, or like, hilarious. We it's... just listen, dog. If you having problems with your your nose, dog. Yeah. A little Vicks vapor rub. No, underneath. I'm not. That's <laughs> so the Vicks. Vicks vapor rub. I my grandma cures <laughs> everything, dog. Your grandma? She's I, still with us. Fuck yeah, dog. Oh my god, I thought you killed her a long time ago. My grandma's cured everything with a mixture of cilantro puree and Vicks vapor rub, dog. And avocado, right? Sometimes. And are you still smoking weed and blowing in her face? Fuck yeah, dog. Helps. She her, asked huh? me to. She asked you she to just, now. She's, uh, like she'll be watching her telenovela. I thought she wasn't talking. She started talking again. Li- it's like it's kind of like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, you know yeah. where you like. Yeah, she lives with us, but yeah. you never know. Yeah, I get it. Like definitely, definitely. Sometimes my friends and I will be smoking weed, uh, like watching the Dodgers or something, uh, and and they'll be like, "Hey, Rudy, your grandma's dead." Uh, I remember my homie Manchego. He was like, he was like, "Hey, Rudy, your grandma's dead." I was like, "Fuck, dog, what are we gonna do?" Uh, it's only the seventh inning, and but then like. Three minutes later, she's like, <laughs> and we're like, oh, fuck! you know, and your grandma's a zombie. And I'm like, I know, though. It's good. It's yeah. dope. Well, Rudy, good to see you again. Uh, Mike, great to see you, too. Thank yeah. you for spending a little time with us. We appreciate it. It's always fantastic to have you here. We we appreciate it very, uh, very, very sure, much. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. And uh, we could go for hours. Gentlemen, Booth Boys, anything for Mike before I let him go? Incredible. Of Incredible. course. Of course. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a million where that came from. So I am local. He's local. I'll bring him back. If you love Mike and you want him back, let us know on the YouTube. Uh, anywhere else they should send stuff, maybe to drfdark at gmail.com. Send your comments there. And uh, emails at 818-253-1693. Mike, it is Mikey Likes You. That's the podcast. Just Mikey do- Likes You podcast, yes, available on all uh, formats. And look for, I will just say, a major podcast coming out with a, a major um, – I want to give more information. Major fitness and also a major entertainment brand that is yes. one syllable word that you all know, and uh, and it's right, isn't it? From them. Let's see, boo cocky. Okay, no, that's no, three. No. Okay, that's three. All right, we'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Doctor Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the DrDrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.